Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Reverend Harrison Mungai. Reverend Harrison is the lead pastor at Grace Point Church. Good morning and welcome to Christian Living on Fridays. I am your host, uh, Harrison Mungai. It's my great joy to be able to be with you for this second episode of Christian Living on Fridays. Uh, so last week we were thinking about the word Christian and what it means to be a Christian. Because if you're talking about Christian living, then it was important for us to define who a Christian is. And we noticed that actually a Christian is one who follows Jesus, one who has faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and then one who bears fruit fruit of that faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But before we go then further, it's important then for us to understand this word living, uh, which basically encompasses everything we do or everything a Christian thinks, believes, or even does uh, in this um, life, really. Um, so when you talk of then Christian living, the two words then come together it is then living, that is doing, thinking, believing, everything as a Christian. Now, I'm spending a bit of time dealing with this because I realize that there is a whole lot of things we're going to be talking about in this uh, podcast. Like we said, we're going to zero in on theology, culture, and politics. You know, We're going to sort of zero in on, on those three areas to see how we relate with God, to see how we relate with one another and how we live our lives so that God is glorified. But it's important then to get our bearings right, those definitions that we were working through last week. And today then we're going to um, understand a little bit more deeper on Christian living. What does the Bible uh, teach us then about, about living I think from from get-go, it's important for us to clarify that um, Grace Point Church, from which this podcast is coming, is an evangelical uh, church, is a Bible-believing church, is a gospel-centered church. Now, all those definitions carry one uh, emphasis over another. Um, But at the heart of these convictions really is an understanding that the Bible is the Word of God, is the authoritative Word of God, and that has a final say on all matters of faith, on all matters of all that we have to believe, and on all matters of practice. So it wouldn't be right for you know for me to, to say that, oh yeah, this is how we process this issue theologically, or this is how we apply this uh, political issue or this cultural issue, without you really knowing what's the basis of our teaching, or the basis of our teaching, me together with my colleagues who have come before me, in the other days of the week is indeed the Bible, that inerrant, sufficient Word of God. That's the basis for everything that we're going to be teaching in this uh, podcast series. So the question is then, how are we to live as Christians as taught to us in the Word of God? How are we to live? In other words, how are we to believe in our heads and in our hearts? And how, what are we to say with our words, with our mouths? And what are we to do with our hands, really? Uh, that's living, really. It's in our thought processes, it's in our belief systems, but it's also in our actions, what we do. Um, 
you know, as a result of what we have believed. So then that's that's what Christian reading really is, all these areas. And how do we then know how we are to live? We go to the Word of God. Now there are many sections in the Bible, um, and indeed the Word of God really teaches us how we are to live in many areas. But let, let me just for purposes of this um, morning study, look with us through um, Paul's letter to the church in Colossae and just look at a few verses in chapter 3 as an important basis for our conversation both now and for the days to come. If then, writes Paul in Colossians 3 verses 1 and following, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of this, the wrath of God is coming. In this, you two once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all this, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What an amazing summary of what it means to live Christianly or to live out the gospel. Essentially, what Paul is saying in this passage is that you have left a former life you have become a Christian, now put off the old self and put on the new self. That means that Christian living is essentially putting off the old self, that is a sinful nature with all its desires, and putting on the new self, that is living like somebody who is new, one who is born again one who is a believer. So if then we have been raised with Christ, 
then the things we are to seek as followers of Jesus are the things that are actually above. So our spiritual um, connection with the Lord, our minds is to be set on the things that are above, on Christ, um, and not on the things that are here on earth. In other words, our pursuits and our highest aspirations are to be with Christ. It's actually to be with him. It's actually to appear with him in glory, as he says in verse 4. In other words, our highest longing is to be with Jesus, is to dwell with him. And if that be the case, then we are to put to death that which is of earthly in us, that which is pulling us down or that which does not connect us to the Lord. And the least has many, many, uh, many, many things that believers are to put off. Least a number of them, sexual immorality, impurity of thought, talks about passions, that is strong desires, particularly evil in nature, evil desire, covetousness, that is wanting things that are not yours, um, to be yours, or even uh, having uh, evil thoughts because other people have stuff that maybe you do not have. And Paul calls that idolatry. In fact, he says, on account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. These things that do not define believers. Christian living doesn't look like covetousness, doesn't look like desiring that which is not yours. It doesn't look like sexual immorality or passions and evil desires. All those things are wildly, uh, are not of the people of God. So this you must put away. You know, he goes on to uh, talk about other character areas such as anger. It doesn't quite define a Christian who, you know, when we become extremely angry and are driven into sin, or even wrath, where we, you know, it's like a higher degree of anger or malice, you know, you know doing things out of malicious intent with an intention of harming others or ruining others or slander where we say things about other people that are actually not true or even obscenities obscene talk from our mouth these, these things are not defining of believers you know do not lie to one another these are things to put off lies and half truths and shaded truths are not part of the speech of a believer this we must put off the old self with its practices you know, we are not to have these things anymore we are to become new people now where we're not even identified by our races or even by our economic status we are now new people in christ you know new people completely here there is no greek or jew uh, there's no circumcised or uncircumcised barbarian Scythian, slave free but Christ is all, and you know, He is reminding us of our identity in the Lord Jesus Christ. But then He also says what we are to put on. This is what now Christian living looks like. It doesn't look like those things that I've just listed there, brother or sister. It now looks like this compassionate hearts, He says. It looks like kindness, wanting to be generous to one another. It looks like humility preferring others of ourselves. It looks like recognizing and appreciating the gifts of other people. It looks like meekness. It looks like, you know, making ourselves, you know, less than what we really are. 
maybe meekness, wanting that others actually may have more recognition than ourselves. It looks like patience. It looks like you know letting others go fast. It's, it's patience. It looks like waiting patiently without you know unnecessarily feeling that oh you know this should have come sooner. This is Christian fruit. Really, it looks like you know bearing with one another, being uh, ready to put up with the shortcomings of other people. Really, that's bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, forgiving each other. I think as Christians, we can be very quick to tear down. We can be very quick to want to shame other believers, maybe because they have failed or maybe because they are not living up to what you might have expected of them. And instead of forgiving them, or instead of bearing with their weaknesses, we might be quick to want to see their downfall. We might be uh, eager uh, to shame them or even to publicly uh, shame other believers. No, we have to forgive one another as the Lord has forgiven us in Christ. In fact, forgiving is a command. You know, you also must forgive. I'm very warned about that because I, I, I'm, I'm tempted all the time sometimes to I want to, you know, get others to face the music or to face the consequences of their actions. That's not what a Christian is like. We need to put off that sort of uh, judgmental kind of attitude. But I am commanded to forgive others. And above all these things, Paul says, we have to put on love, bite everything together in perfect harmony. That is a kind of a golden rule. It's the one that then um, holds all these things together. That's that's how we are able to then live as a Christian community, loving one another. This is how the world will know that you are my disciples, thought Jesus. If you love one another, is what makes it all perfect. Loving one another. And then he says um, these two let's here in 15 let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you are called in one body and be thankful and he says let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts so those two to let's there to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts the peace you know the gospel really the gospel of peace let it dwell in your hearts and he reemphasizes that let the word of christ dwell in you the reconciliation the peace of christ that has been brought to you by the gospel let it dwell in your hearts and continue to feed it by letting the word of christ the gospel dwell in your hearts and be thankful essentially then you could say you know Christian living it looks like the peace of Christ dwelling in us. It looks like the word of God dwelling in us. And it is seen in our thankfulness, you know, because we are like those who know that we we have everything, you know, everything we have, we have simply received it. We have received it. The word of God dwells in us richly. 
we have freely received it. The peace of God dwells in us richly. We have freely received it and we express that in gratitude as we sing and as we admonish one another in all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts to God. So really, as we work our way through all sorts of issues, really, um, we, we must remember our identity. We are Christians. We are followers of Jesus. We have put off the old self. We have put on the new self. We are a new people. Here, there, there are even no ratio or class distinctions or economic distinctions. We are one people. So whatever we do then, 17, word or deed, we have to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Doing what? Giving thanks to God the Father through him. Remembering that uh, we have been bought at a price. We never belonged, but we have been welcomed into the family of God. So it's important then that as we process the many, many questions that will come in these episodes of Christian Living on Fridays, that the way we are processing these issues is from a Christian point of view, like those who are followers of Jesus, like those who have put off the old self and have put on the new self. Now, is that you? Do these things define you? Do these things describe the kind of a person you are? How much of putting off have you done? How much of putting off do you still need to do? And how much of putting on have you done? How much more do you need to put on? Let me pray for us then. Heavenly Father, please help us to live as Christians. To remember that we are not of this world, even though we are in it. Please help us that we may process many questions that we'll be dealing with in this section of Christian Living on Fridays. That we will be able to process these things from a Christian mindset. From a perspective of believers. From a place of those who have forsaken the old self and have put on the new self. Lord, please help me and help all who listen to this podcast to be helped to follow Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Grace Point Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website, gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again for a new episode. Goodbye.